Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. We are back with Lauren Hale to chat more about her growth within her network marketing company, Saint. And we've already talked to her about her insane Instagram growth, but there's another side of this, the selling side. And to make a full income online, you do have to lean into this selling. So Lauren, like kick us off. Tell me about your initial thoughts about jumping into like this network marketing company and putting yourself out there online in the, in the selling space. Okay, I always like to preface that I had no experience with selling. I had never done anything. Okay, so let's start with that. (laughs) I think people think in direct marketing, you've got to like have some idea of how to sell. You don't have to have any, any clue how to do it. So I want to start with that. Um, When I jumped into direct marketing, I was really scared. I didn't even know like what it was called. (laughs) No clue. I didn't know what an MLM was. I Uh didn't know social selling was, direct marketing. In fact, I kept calling it the wrong term. Finally, people were like, uh-huh. hey, Lauren, that's what called. Like, I had no clue, okay? So I was really nervous. And especially when I found out, like, how how I was going to start, right? Like, yeah. when you sign up, it was like, okay, this is what you can do to start. Go, basically. Right. So as right. Person, they hype they hype you up the whole time about this will be so easy. You just have to post about it, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Go. And you just do what you want to do. But basically it, it is on you. And I think that's right. one thing that a lot of people in social selling don't realize. Like I tell everyone, like your upline is not responsible for you. And you are not responsible for your, your downline. It is on you as a person if you want to make this a business for yourself. Because I can't teach how hard work ethic. I can't teach that. Right. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can say is like, there's so many girls are like, I wish I had you as an upline. And I'm like, it wouldn't matter if you had me as an upline. You're responsible for your success. Right. And I think that's that's a huge thing in um direct marketing that people just automatically go, Well, it didn't work, my upline wasn't great. Mm. And that's not not the case. So I like to clear that out of like, clear that up because that is not the case. Um, I do think it's nice to have someone who's there. Luckily, my upline is one of my best friends. We became best friends through Saint. Mm-hmm. We lived in the same town, didn't know each other. And now she is like, literally That's my wild. Best friend. That's wild yeah. that you lived in the same town. Did not know her. I actually watched her online and I had never met her. Yeah. And I just one day was like, I'm going to go get my makeup done. And she worked in a salon and I was scared to death because she was just this girl on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And yeah, we just, we've become best friends over time, which is so crazy. We just connected, but that's, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) So when you started, did you do in-person events or did you just go straight to Instagram? So I remember I started and a week later, my my best friend, who's my upline, she said, okay, we're going to just, I want you to find someone to host an in-person class and we're just going to go do it. And I was like, okay. And so I asked, I asked one of my good friends, I said, Hey, like, will you just host? So she had a grandma and her mom and her aunt come and fun. super relaxed because she was my, one of my other best friends. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, 
great. And so Chels, who is my upline, she came with me. And I remember her like showing me how to apply makeup on people. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I can apply yeah. it on myself. Like it, it's a whole nother thing. And then she handed me the brush. I can still remember the exact moment she handed me the brush. She said, okay, go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and literally it's fake it till you make it. Like right. I say that all the time. You have to pretend that you know what you're doing and then eventually you'll know what you're doing. And so I just did it. And the more I practiced, the better it got. I started doing a lot of in-person classes. I don't like to call them parties. I think that's another thing with social selling that is really frustrating is people are like, come in, come to my party, come to my party. And people mm. are like, no. So I always, everything I do is educational. Um, so if I do a class, it's an educational class. And I say right. this in my classes all the time, you're going to leave this class either wanting to try this makeup or leave this class knowing how to use the with makeup skills. that you already love. Yes. Yeah, with skills. So just come, you know, I'm not ever going to hit you up to buy anything. So that's how I've always marketed my business. How often did you do those from the beginning? Um, in the beginning, I was doing five to six a month, but that was me teaching. So it was like every weekend I would do like one or two classes. Um, and I was just like teaching friends was how I started mm -hmm. because it was just cool. And then that would expand because someone would be like, oh my gosh, I love that so much. Will you come to a class for me? So then I right. would go do that. Then COVID hit and everybody was stuck inside. And so it became a new thing to do online classes. Mm -hmm. And so I started designing classes for myself and for my girls on my team um, that were all educational. And so that's kind of where I went with that. I just started educating people. And then the more I did that, the more word of mouth spread. And then I would get another girl and I get another girl. And um, I truly believe that starting that way was the best way to start because those girls are still my OG customers because I spent a lot of time I'm teaching them. I think it's really important if you want to be successful in social selling to not expect a sale with anything and to give the same time you'd give someone who you know is going to buy the same time with someone who you don't know is mm -hmm. going to buy. Because I have girls from high school that are reaching out to me that literally I like thought they were going to unfriend me in the very beginning right. because we haven't talked in years and now they're, they're buying from me. I've never reached out to them. I've never directly spoken to them about the makeup they've just it's just me showing up I love that because I'm sure when you first started you were like this person this girl from high school she is judging me she oh, totally. yeah she's she's talking about me she's thinking some kind of thing and yeah. she doesn't want to see any of this and you see what happens when you're consistent and you are confident in who you are and what you're putting out there and people aren't going to throw negative negativity at this positivity. And if they do, they're not meant to be part of your journey. Right. I mean, and if they leave, they leave. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's girls that their family members, you know, don't support them and that's fine. I never expected my family members to buy from me. In fact, they haven't, they haven't. My family members have not bought from me. Does not offend me whatsoever. I think that's an important lesson to learn too, is that you can't be salty about, people not supporting you in the way that you want Yeah, with that sale. Because I mean, it, it's just a different world than even like sharing my business or like, I don't think my parents or my husband have listened to listen to brand meet creator. <laughs> my mom was like, yeah. Oh, like it's, it's online. Like, can I listen to it? I was like, yeah, I've been doing this for a year. <laughs> That is so true what you're saying, because it's the same way. Like people get really offended. They're like, well, my family members don't support me. And I'm like, 
your family members shouldn't have to support you. You're yeah. not doing this for your family members, right? Like, and then they immediately are like, well, would they support you at your job? Like they're there to give yeah, you like, emotional no support. <laughs> yes, no different. And yes, they're rooting you on, they're cheering you on and maybe they're not. And who cares if they are and they're not, they're just the same as everyone else. Like you almost have to have like an even playing platform. I've never, ever reached out to my friends or family and ask them to buy something. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that, no. <laughs> you can smell, a, the problem is that you can smell a sale a mile away. And I think there was this, this revolution of, in network marketing, there was a revolution of, we're going to start asking, like, how are you today? Or like making friends in quotes. And the problem with that was they're still going in with a sale in mind. So it still doesn't feel authentic and that's a problem yes yes and that is huge that was something I've never done nor will I ever do because that I always I don't I don't like those messages yeah I don't don't subscribe I would not be sending those right like I always I always preach like send out things that you want would want to be given to you I, I mean, even the, you- even the little reminders of like, oh, hey, like there's, there's a sale going on. I just wanted to touch base with you. Like, you're not an, you're not an email newsletter. <laughs> no, I know. Don't DM me an email newsletter. <laughs> and, and it's all the time, right? All the time. And then if you say no, they don't stop at no. And yeah. I don't like that either because it's just like if you walked into, I hate going into a store even like, let's say you go to the mall. Yeah, don't talk to me at a store. <laughs> yes, it's the same thing, right? Like you're in a store, someone says, hey, what are you looking for? And you're like, oh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just good. Around. I'm good. And then they keep coming at you. It's the same thing in network marketing. Like if someone says they're good, they're good. They're yeah. still watching. People they are might come back. Watching. But let them come to you. Yes, let them make that choice. You're not going to make the choice for them because you can't can't choose someone's timing of when they're ready. You don't know their budget. You don't know what's holding you back. I hate hate the question of what's holding you back. Like, that's not on my side. I'm not not here to decide why you're not getting a color match from me or you're not purchasing from me. Right. I'm just here to keep going. It's not my business, really. It's my business. Yeah. And it's aggressive. It is aggressive. I agree. So I've never done that either. Ever. You know what? It It's funny because when I first started on Instagram, I got those all the time. And the biggest reason that I was saying no was like, okay, well, I'm actually buying shampoo bars because I was trying to be more sustainable. So I wouldn't buy anything in a bottle. So when your, you know, hair care, skincare girls came to me, I was like, I'm, li- I'm not buying that because I don't buy things in bottles. And they're like, well, we do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, I'm literally not buying things in bottles. You're, you're not understanding. <laughs> right, right. Like I said, no. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. So we've done all of these live trainings, live teachings. At what point, give me like a follower count breakdown. Like at what point did you start seeing more success? So I did online classes and, and in-person classes for probably two years. Mm -hmm. And then I never made a sale on Instagram. I think that's really important too, is Instagram's great, but I, TikTok, all of those things, don't expect that you're going to start posting it. TikTok, Instagram, whatever. (laughs) I don't do them. (laughs) Don't expect that you're going to be like, when you say, hey, comment me for makeup or a color match that someone's going to just be like, me. No, you're going to hear 
It's like people don't come to you. So once I started adding value and think that was what it was about is adding value. And when I say adding value, because I don't like that. I think that's a very like too broad. broad. Yeah. Yeah. So when I started talking to women over the age of 40, that is like literally, I called it out on every video. If you have mature skin, if you're over the age of 40, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Here's a tip for you. When I started doing that, instead of here's my one compact makeup, everything in it Mm. is for my my skin. And I started like, I didn't talk about that. I would hold the palette, but I would like put a word there. Like, this is everything that you need for your face, Right. whatever, all my products right here. I didn't say anything. I would just use it or I would teach different Mm things. Talk to that. Show me, don't tell me. 100%. That's when I started seeing sales on Instagram. At what follower count were you at at that point? Maybe like 15, 20. It was okay. right before I kind of like exploded. Like right. probably like November was when I started seeing sales and it was slow at that point. I was still doing four online classes easily, four to five a month at that point, even last year. I stopped doing classes probably in March of this this year. When did your online sales surpass your your in-person sales? Or have they not? Oh, yeah, they've, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very blessed in that aspect. Um, I would say that that happened right before, right before, well, like right before Good Morning America, when I got on Good Morning America, I had hit like 172,000. Uh-huh. And my sales were like, I couldn't keep up. I was getting over 200 color matches a day. Um, wow. From, yeah. Like it just blew up. Um, and that's why I couldn't do classes. I love classes because I love educating and having that personal time. But I just scalability. Yeah. You only have so many hours in the day. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it just like, like it just, it wasn't ever like a steady incline. It was like, whew. All and of a sudden. Could- yeah. All of a sudden it was too much. What do you attribute those color matches to? Well, the reel went viral. So all of a sudden I was in a lot more people's speeds than mm. I had ever been before. Um, and so I wasn't doing a lot differently. I was just all of a sudden having so much more exposure. Mm. Um, and then every video, I mean, we've talked about this too. Every video, it was always that call to action. So it was always like, if you're interested in trying this makeup, comment me and I will send you um, my link for a personalized color match. And I always make sure to know, like people know that it's not like people think I have like all these assistants that are doing this for me. I do it all myself. And I want people to know that like all like I have a system that works with people and they'll be like, is this really Lauren? I'm like, yes, this is really me. Like I am. Yes. So um, do you do that call to action in the video or in the caption? No, always in the video. Oh, I'm really? I do both. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. I do it in my caption and in the video. Most times I do in the video, but always in the caption. Do you ever feel like, oh my God, I'm being too salesy or have you passed that boat? I have, but then now I'm past that because I feel like I get so many DMs. Like, how do I get a free color match? And I'm just solving a problem for myself. Uh Um, So I always, I have like a phone number you can text. So I'll put that there, but I don't do it very often because it does go back to that being salesy. I Mm. try to stay away from that as much as possible. I feel like people know where to reach me and I try to answer all my DMs as quickly as possible. I mean, yes, it's kind of that overachiever in me again, but um, they'll get the information and they know that they know because I answer my DMs so quickly, they know they're going to get a hold of me. Right. So you've We've, we've talked about this perfectionism thing. We've talked about this like workaholic nature that you have in you. Um, you've reached a point where you're getting 200 a day. And I know that 
we not anymore. I just say that not anymore. <laughs> we you and I talked about some of these scalability things and how you can actually manage those things once you stepped off of, you know, I'm exchanging my time for money, I'm going and doing these teaching classes and that's how I'm going to get paid. I guess that's kind of like cuz not necessarily cuz you're selling within the courses, you're showing not telling. Right? Yeah. Yes. We're going to go with it. You're okay. exchanging time for money. How did you how did you scale up? How did I scale up? It was like so before I kind of like took off on Instagram, the other thing I was doing and I didn't mention this Um, A lot of girls weren't doing this at the time. I don't know if they're doing it now, but I was doing a once a month call with my customers. So anyone that had bought from me the month, that month, I actually was doing a zoom call where I had them bring their palettes and I brought mine and I would teach them step-by-step and they could ask me any questions. Yeah, it was absolutely free. And it was one of those things that I was like, this is another way to add value to my customers is to take an hour of my time to teach them so that they love it. Because I tell all my customers, I don't care if you return the makeup, like I want you to love it. If I can do anything to help you learn to love this makeup, that's what I'm here for. It's not about the sale. It's never been. So I was doing things like that on top of it. Then I kind of took off and it's been really hard. I want to get back into that, but that has been one thing that's, I just don't have time right now to do. So when I took off, um, I had no help. So it was just me doing everything. And I ended up hiring two of my downlines when that happened. When I was getting 200 a day, there was just physically no way I could do it all myself because it's pretty intricate of a color match, like how I do it. So I had two girls coming in. It's the quality, you know, they trust you to match well. Yes. So I hired two girls to help me. um, And then that slowly faded because, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm such a like, can I do this myself? If I can do this myself, I'm going to do it. Right. So that kind of faded. And then, um, yeah, after that, it was just um, realizing the biggest thing for me was realizing I don't need to get all 200 color matches back in a day because mm-hmm. I did. that. And it was finally like, no, like if someone's asking me for a color match, they want me to do that for them. And they're going to give me a little time. So I ended mm-hmm. up changing a lot of my forms and different things to say at least 48 to 72 hours. Mm-hmm. It like took my anxiety down by so much because I just couldn't do it myself. So, um, so many chats, I did start doing that because I was getting so many DMS. Um, I would like put a video up and I would have in my caption, like comment me if you want a free color match. And I would get, it was crazy amounts of people like saying me, 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 me. And mm-hmm. I just, like I literally at one point hired my daughter to help me like catch up on comments yeah. because I could not keep going and I couldn't physically get into people's DMs and like, hey, this is how you get a color match. Right. It, was, it was just there's just a lot of steps. There's a lot, of, a steps. lot of steps. Yes, and I just couldn't do it, so I started using mini chats on um, Instagram and that helped a ton. So as soon as they would comment me, it would send them the information. Send them a DM. Yeah. It's, it's so helpful. How many, how many automations do you have set up on many chats? Is it just me? Um, I have three right now. Yeah. So like color is one makeup and me are, are the ones I have. I need to do one for eyes because a lot of times I'll do an eyeshadow palette and people are like, Ooh, send me the link for that, you know? Oh, so, okay. So you have, you have a link to a palette set up. You have a link to color match set up. What else? Um, that's really it right now. Um, I am working on, because I just started incorporating style into my account because I've had a lot of people interested in that. 
So I just started doing that. So I think I need to figure out a mini chat for that too, because sending my Amazon links all the time or my like to know it. I think this is really such a big move for influencers that are starting to get a lot of traction and a lot of really specific questions in their comments, because it's realistically, I'm not going to go out of my way for this one person that saw my reel once, wants a color match or wants, not for me, (laughs) you don't want a color match for me, wants something for me, but maybe doesn't follow like maybe has never DM'd me in their life. So having a system that automatically can send you my Amazon cart, my, you know, something. Yeah. It saves a lot of time. It, yeah. I will say, well, Harley, I am that person that even if they don't follow me or they've never commented on a reel, I still will go in personally and talk to them. I do that with every single DM I get. Like, I don't I'm have crazy. so much of a problem with a link. For me, it's the asking a novel from me in my DMs and not pressing follow. I'm like, no, no, yes. I'm not giving, I'm not I, giving you 20 minutes of a response. No, and I have a lot of girls that will do that. In fact, I just talked to some girl the other day um, that has followed me and asked for some advice. But when they are the same way, if they ask for advice, they've never followed me. They've never commented on one reel before, and then they're like, yeah. "Hey, can you tell me how you're working your business?" I'm like, "No, no, no." <laughs> But like, you gotta, you gotta at least play it a little bit. Like you care. Mutual respect here. Just it, that's all we're asking. Mutual respect. Um, yeah. Okay. You did a lot of outsourcing too. And I know that was probably hard for you. So what was your first thought when you're hiring someone? How, how many people do you have on your team now? How many hours do they work? What do they do? Give us like a job description. Okay. So I decided to, I, I, Kept having people say, you need a VA, which is a virtual assistant for those that yeah. don't know. And I was like, I don't want one. Like, I don't want one. I can do this all myself. Crazy Primarily because I'm, yeah, like, I just want to be authentic. <laughs> like, the thing about me is like, be authentic. And if someone's running my stuff, I'm not authentic, right? Like, no one's going to answer like me. This is, that was how I was thinking, right? Yeah. So I... I won't go into it, but Harley, I watched you forever and got on a call with you. And you had mentioned Woody, who is now my VA. And I was super nervous. I don't know. For some reason, I just trusted you because I had had a ton of people mention to me about VAs and giving me names. Yeah. And for some reason, I was like, okay, I'll just try it. So I got on a phone call with her and we connected right away. And what I loved about her is that she knew Instagram because she was also yes. in And we weren't in the same company. And, and in, right. And in a makeup based company. Yes. So yes. She gets it. And yeah. I think that's a huge thing in hiring a VA and a mistake that yes. I've made in the past is, you know, you can't hire someone and expect them to want to learn every rope that you know. No, no. And that was the thing with Woody is like, she was so willing to try anything I asked her to try. Yeah. I didn't know what a VA did. I was so new to it. And she was so great about being like, okay with it all. Um, so anyway, we've learned so much together, um, which I love about her. She's always like, yeah, I'll learn. Like, yeah, I'll learn. Yeah. And so she's, she's, she's really amazing. Good. Has there been anything that you outsourced and had to take back and say, no, I have to do this by myself just because of that authenticity thing, nothing to do with you know, quality of work or anything like that. Just this has Mm -hmm. to be me. No, 
because I still 100% control my social media accounts. It's really important to me. That's, um, that's your red line is I have to do everything on my social. No one runs my Instagram but me. That's really big. Instagram's been my bread and butter. It's been what's been good to me. And I feel like I owe the women that follow me, me. So like even in the beginning, Woody and I had that conversation. She's like, I can do this. Um, she's like, I can jump on your Instagram and do this and this and this. And I was like, right, no, honestly, engaging or whatever. I didn't want that. I, I didn't yeah. want that. So she, no, she doesn't do any of my Instagram. She does have a TikTok. A little with the engaging. Uh, TikTok's harder for me. I don't. TikTok's like, a little I, different. Yeah, it is. But TikTok do, doesn't have the DM, the DM capabilities that Instagram no. has. It's not the same community. And we we talk about this a lot on on Brand Meet Creator of how it's just not the same. And I think that that's where a lot of the outsourcing can go. That Pinterest, YouTube, where it's just not as important to comment. Yeah. So I've never ever given up full control just because that's me. But I have like, eventually like I've added a little bit more like TikTok was fully me. And then I started, she did Pinterest and YouTube and my beauty group. And then I was like, okay, let's do TikTok. So, but I will fully never give up my Instagram because I just feel like that that's my community. And I wouldn't be where I'm at without those women. So for me, I feel like I owe myself to that. I, I love that takeaway because it's just, it underlines how important it is to communicate and converse with your audience. It's so important. Like I would never want, I've, we've all been there, right? Where we've been into someone's DMs and you realize you were talking to an assistant and you never were talking to that person. And I know what that feels like. It's like, oh, okay. Like that's just, I don't know. Like I just, I, I would rather, can, if I'm going to reach into someone's DMs, I don't want to talk to an assistant. I want to talk to that person. Right. So I never want like to fool anybody with that. So that yeah. was that was always my red line too. I I currently don't have someone doing anything on Instagram, but for a time um I did have someone replying to comments or just engaging for me and I feel like this is like, you know, something a taboo topic of Instagram. I'm not allowed to say that someone else is engaging for me because it's supposed to be building building community, but I didn't have the capacity for the small talk. But what I always kept close to my heart was the capacity for the deeper conversations. Those DMs, there's there's nothing like it. I agree 100%. I, yeah. I think for a while too, I feel like, well, and maybe still now, and I just don't know, but there are a lot of people that have like their assistants commenting and going yeah. through. And I, I, just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I need to know what the questions are in order to create my, my, yes, too. that too, that too. So I don't know, for me, it just keeps me in the loop of like, what do my people need? What can I show? You know? So. Right. Keeps, keeps yeah. me, keeps me up to date. So let's talk about joining this agency, joining our agency, all influence management. <laughs> and what made you say that was something you need to hand off? Oh my gosh. So it's so funny because I told, I, I said, I followed you and I, I don't know what happened or how I figured out you were doing this agency, but like, because <laughs> I, I, I think I was, I must've been following. I don't know. It just, one day I, I had this dream. I know this seems weird. I have a lot of dreams and I always follow my dreams because it's just some, it just, for some reason, it just works. I don't know why I'm weird like that, but I had a dream that I was at wit's end. I mean, like I said, I had just got off Good Morning America. My account grew another 10,000. I was so overwhelmed. I was working so many hours a day and I was like, 
so blessed about it and so thankful, but I had all these people jumping into my DMs asking to do collaborations and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah, you can use my content and you can like whatever white label means. I don't know. That sounds great. (laughs) Like I had no clue. And I just thought I was like, oh my gosh, I made it. Like companies are reaching out to me. I've made it. Right. I had no clue. So, um, one of my saint leaders, she's a social media guru. And she was like, Lauren, you need to A, get a VA fast and B, you need to figure out your rates. And I was like, rates, what are you talking about? Like I should have rates. And she's like, um, yeah, you should have rates. So she sends me over her rates and I was like, okay, I'll just use those. Although I had a lot more followers at the time. Right. I didn't Based on your follower account was where the rates came from. I just thought they were like, everyone had the same rates. I had no clue. Literally so much growth and so little time. And I had no time to figure anything out. So anyways, I had no clue. And then I had a, I had a big company reach out to me and I, I think I dropped the ball on them because they didn't know what I was doing. They were like, yeah, yeah. could you do this, this, and this? And like, sure. And then they're like, well, how much is your rate? I gave it to them. And then they like cut me down a lot. And at this point I was like, I don't care. I just, this is so cool. And um, then they never talked to me again. And oh, no. it just felt weird. So I was like, oh, this is weird. Okay. I don't know what to do, but I want to grow. And I've always said, I don't want to be synced. So mm-hmm. I want to be as I want to have so much income coming in in so many different places, right? So for me, it's like, how many businesses can I build and how much can I do to have that residual income? So if anything happens, I always have something coming in because right now I never want to go back to teaching. That's just not where I want to be. So anyways, long story short, I reached out to you and you were so awesome. You like literally were like, let's get on a phone call. I was like, okay. Oh, we were and instantly then I BFFs. We have the, ta- the yes. same chatting style. I was like, great. This is this is going to be ADHD chaos. Awesome. Yes, totally. <laughs> I was like, she gets me. I feel so good about this. I literally connected with you right away. I'm so big about like, if I connect with somebody, I just know it's right. And so mm-hmm. I just felt like so strong about it. And the way that you guys worked with me, and I think the biggest thing that I took away from when I talked to you was that we always have you as a creator first before anything else. And it doesn't matter, you know, you always get the say on everything. And I have always felt that with you guys. Like you guys have my back 100%. You tell me like I would do this or I wouldn't do this. And I just needed a team mm-hmm. of people behind me that like were like, Lauren, we respect what you've done and we know where your values are. And we're going to like stand behind you before we're going to stand behind money. And I just, right. I think it's so important that you guys are that way. So that's what drew me to you guys. And I, I like, I told you, I will literally shout from the rooftops. I love you guys. I think you're just fabulous. It's been the, one of the best, probably one of the best decisions I've made since my account was grown. I can't say that Don't enough, make seriously. me blush. Don't make me blush. Well, you, I, you know blush what? I, I, I think, <laughs> I think what is so wild and crazy is that we have this industry of creatives who, you know, have the confidence and kind of faked it till they made it and started growing online because they're being authentic and they're starting conversations and they're teaching people. And now these brands are coming in and saying, you know, what's your rate? I want to throw X contract or X clause in the contract. And you're like, what, what? I don't, I don't speak this language. And one of my biggest pet peeves actually with brands is when they add in like lingo, like marketing lingo, where it's like, no one knows what that means. No one knows what that means. So actually you're just 
pulling a power move on a female dominated industry and you're being rude. This is demeaning. <laughs> I was like Googling. Like I didn't know when people yeah. would reach out and be like, what's and then I'd go Google and I'd be like, I think that's not good, but I don't know. <laughs> and I remember, you know? I remember that phase too, is there's so little information out there. I, I remember sitting, sitting at my, at my phone, like in a corner, I have like a brand in my inbox and I was like, I feel like I can't do my homework. I feel like I don't know how to do my homework. There's no path for me. I don't know how to find the answer. I can't solve my own problems. It's just, it's such a different industry. And honestly, as a creator, like the way my account was growing, I didn't have time to go figure it out. Yeah. Like I knew I wanted to Ooh. work with these other companies, but like the that, time that. Yes, that, that and outsourcing is one of my biggest takeaways is it, I just don't have the capacity to learn how to be the expert anymore. And if I'm yeah. the dra- jack of all trades, I'm the master of none. And that's not good for my business. No. And mentally it's so draining. Like it's, It's so frustrating. And it's like, you almost hit a wall at one point. Like, I want to grow. How are these people growing? I don't know what to do. I know that I need to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't know how to do it. And I think that's what your, like the business management side has really solved for me is like, I don't have to worry about that at all. Like at all anymore. Like, I don't have to worry if like a skincare company comes to me, like how to answer them. I don't have to Mm -hmm. do that. It's just, it's so freeing for me because now I can focus on what's making me my biggest income and work on that, but then do all these other side businesses, which is awesome and do extra work to get a little extra income as well. So So give me your biggest tip for making money online other than, other than follower growth, doesn't matter your follower count. What's your biggest, biggest moment for, for making money? I think it goes back to the same thing I said earlier too. It's just literally like, it's kind of like, I look at it like the tortoise and the hare, if this makes sense. I know this is going back to kindergarten, but (laughs) you don't have to be fast to win the race, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to be slow and steady and you have to be slow and steady. And there's times you want to never show up. You have to still show up because people need to see you in your good times and your bad times. And there's been many a times that I have showed up in my bad times I've been sassy. I've cried. I've done all these things, but I'm a human. And I think that if you want to be successful in any business you do, you have to be human-like. You can't be this person that's like, you can't touch. But like, if you can show up every single day and be like, I really, I've said on my life where I don't really want to be here today. <laughs> like I, you have to be human. Some people are in, and I've had messages from women. They're like, I can't get out of my bed. But when you get up and you say that you're having a hard day, but you still got out of bed, it makes me realize I can do that too. And so it's not about selling. I guess that's where I'm going to keep going with this. It's not about selling. It's not about selling. It's not. And, and I think that's where people go wrong. I mean, there's people that beat me in sales and that's fine, but I'm never going to switch. I'm never going to be salesy just to get a sale. It's always, always going to be human connection. If you do not have that with somebody you are not, if you're not showing up as yourself and you're being somebody else, because I did that for years, it showed up as not myself. You're not going to sell because you're not having that trust. You're not building that with women. So I talk to women all the time that have never bought from me and they message me almost every day, like to talk to me about my day or they send me quotes. I love those people. I will give those those people people the world. You know, I don't care if they don't buy their being friends. I'm like, yeah, these are the best ones. I don't, I don't need you to buy. I need you to talk to me. 
talk to me. And it's like crazy how like sometimes online, just by showing up as you, like I have, I feel like sometimes I have better friends online that I've never met oh, than in real life. Oh, like that's hands down, say, 10 right? out of 10. It's weird to say that, but it's like, no, you, you only get it if you get it, right? Like be a human and slow and steady wins the race. Like you're not going to see anything until you just keep showing up. Yeah. And it's a long, it's going to take time. I know people it's taken six years. Mm-hmm. I know people it's taken four and a half years like me. Um, I saw sales right away, but mm-hmm. it will happen. And you have to do both transformational and transactional. So when I say that, like, you've got to do the work, you got to do the dirty work of like, I don't really want to run a Facebook class, but I know I'm going to mm-hmm. do well with that versus the transformational is the mindset piece. So you really have to have a combo of both of those. And I feel like you're just, you just have to show up and get dirty. Like, honestly, I know that sounds really stupid, but like you, you in a normal job, you do things you don't want to do. Two things you just said hit me hard. And one of them is if you're going too fast, that's not a good thing. And I think that comes back to the scaling conversation that we were having. If you were going too fast, you will not be able to keep up with the scaling and your service will plummet. But I will say showing up, if you want to go that transact or that transformation or transactional piece is showing up with your product every day is important in some form or another. Um, like I either am in my stories with my palette or I'm in a reel with my palette every day. So people, there's just so much information. People get so much information. So you still have to show up. Maybe it's just sitting next to me, or maybe I'm actually showing something, but I am constantly showing it. Like Mm -hmm. I am showing my product, but I'm not my product. Yep. You are not your product, but show it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about so many amazing nuggets on how to build an online business. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me and chit-chatting for all of this time today. Um, I'm so glad that I could have you on. I'm so glad that you're part of the All Influence team. Where can we find you on social media? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Lauren L. Hale. And then you can also follow me on Facebook and watch my Facebook reels at Lauren Hale. And YouTube, right? Oh, YouTube too. But YouTube is All Hail Beauty. Ooh, All Hail. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Brand Me Creator. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>